Welcome back to For the Love of East Street, Season 2. Woohoo! We are back after a summer hiatus. We are back! To bring you more episodes <laughs> about our main man, the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. We missed you guys. We hope you missed us, too. <laughs> Being that we're both Jersey girls, summer is our mm-hmm. season. The time to be outside, go down the shore, and enjoy everything it has to offer. How was your summer? Did you do anything special? <laughs> Um, my summer. I did not have a great summer. So maybe we should start with you because your summer was bad. Let's start on a high note. You start. Uh, my summer was okay. It wasn't the best summer, but it wasn't the worst. Um, went to the beach a lot, which is always good. Um, hung out outside a lot. The weather was kind of good and it mm-hmm. was just, it was a nice, calm, quiet summer. So I suppose that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the highlights is, um, we went to go see Saints in the City, one of our favorite tribute bands. Yes. And uh, my daughter, Bailey, who has been on our show before, uh, got to sing with them. And that was very exciting. She mm-hmm. sang a few songs. It was uh, it was fun to see her singing Bruce songs with a Bruce tribute band. So that was one of the highlights of the summer. Yeah. So, P.S., Melissa, that was number six. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Yes. Um, all right. So my summer was um, not so great, unfortunately. Uh, I I lost my dad this summer and he was very ill for a while. And unfortunately, because he was ill, we had to cancel our our road trip. Um, so it was a little uh, a little sad. But my highlight was I did get to see Saints Um it, they were they were actually states in the city were actually in the city. <laughs> they just happened to be like five blocks where I needed to be that particular day. And they were awesome. It was great to meet the band. Yeah. Um, great to meet Melissa. And they were just awesome. Agreed. Yeah. And Bruce had a busy summer. He sure did. He really did. So he um, had a revival of the Broadway show. You didn't see it. I did not. not. We both decided to let the people who hadn't seen it yet see it. Exactly. Um, But they did film it. So Mm -hmm. we will be able to see it um, on Netflix in December. Yep. So people were saying that it was a little different, but kind of similar more raw and emotional, more yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. Um, he addressed the issue with COVID, spoke more about his um, parents, and I can't wait to see it on Netflix. Yeah. Well, I mean, ne- well, Netflix and chill one night, maybe. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. Um, and then, of course, there were lots of Bruce sightings at the beach this summer. Mm-hmm. When he wasn't serenading people on Broadway, he spent a lot of time at the beach, showed off that amazing body for a 72-year-old man, yes, he just turned 72 on September 23rd. Yeah, he had a hot boy summer. <laughs> he did. He really did. For an old man, he did pretty good. You know, I don't remember, I mean, being from Jersey, and maybe it's just my old brain not remembering, but I don't ever remember him having so many beach sightings. The yeah. Last, you know, yeah. last year was different. Last year was right. you know, an anomaly. But right. even before that, I don't ever remember there being so many... Bruce Beach side. Well, because he was on tour all over, whereas he's been yeah, home, you know? So yeah, I think that's, that's why. Good point. And when Bruce wasn't working on his tan, he really made some great music. So he collaborated with John Mellencamp. They released Wasted Days, which I really liked. Um, and they were seen in Bayhead together, which yes, was they were. kind of 
random. Yes. Um, he was he um, collaborated with the Killers on a song Dustland, and this is actually my favorite. He collaborated with Tom Morello and Eddie Vedder, and they released their version of Highway to Hell by ACDC. I that have to check that out. I haven't heard it yet, so but cool. it's got to be great. It really. I is. feel like he played that when he played in Australia. He did. On, yeah. So he I did. So I'd like to hear that actually. Yeah. And he got to watch his only daughter compete and take home a silver medal. Yeah. The Summer Olympics in Tokyo. I'm Go sure he's a very proud dad. Oh, of course. I would have to agree with that. Um, he also was at the 9-11 tribute and did this amazing acoustic version of I'll See You in My Dreams. I I cried. Oh, I'm yeah. sure there was not a dry eye in the oh, house. I'm sure. <laughs> Me too. And... Really exciting stuff. There's mm -hmm. a new Grammy exhibit at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. It just opened this weekend, this past weekend. And we will be talking with Eileen Chapman, who's the director there, to talk about that in the coming weeks. And we are going to take a little bit of a road trip and go check that out sometime in the next few months as well. I am so looking forward to that. Yeah. Actually, I saw somebody in one of the Facebook groups, I believe it was Everything Springsteen, or maybe it was on the Spring Nuts, where they were talking about it, and they said it was really fun. Well, Stan Goldstein, one of our former guests, yes. did a whole um, write-up about it. He had a very detailed description oh. and lots of photos, so it was I really cool. I didn't see that. It's on, the face, it's on the fan pages, yeah. Okay, cool. And the, I think the most exciting thing coming out of, you know, this summer is unfortunately just rumors. Right. But if they're true, a new album and tour is coming next year. Woohoo! Let's hope. Let's, Let's hope. Because yes. there's nothing concrete. Yeah. And then last week, Bruce and little Steven had a conversation about Steven's new book, Unrequited Infatuations, Odyssey of a Rock and Roll Conciliary. <laughs> of course, the Jersey Girls bought tickets to of this course. event and signed copies of the book, which we're waiting for to get in the mail. Yes. Um, Donna, what did you think of that talk? You know, I loved it. I always like hearing and seeing Bruce sit down and talk with his friends and reminisce. Um, I love the back and forth banter. Um, yeah, I know the book is about Stephen, and, but there was just a lot more to it. And there was um, an episode of Bruce DJing on the um, E Street Radio on Sirius where mm -hmm. he actually sat down with uh, Little Steven and Southside. And I just love that whole back and forth banter. So I really liked that part of it mm -hmm. with the, just the back and forth banter. Um, but it was about Steven. And I had no idea he was so political. Yeah. I mean, I knew he was involved, but I didn't know how involved. Yeah. Um, and I loved hearing about how Steven actually started with Southside, because that's kind of if you're more of a Bruce fan than a Steven, little Steven fan, that's something you don't really know. I knew he had been with Southside. I didn't really know that he got his start. And I also loved hearing about how he and Bruce met at um, Cafe Wa mm -hmm. in the city and started seeing each other and just kind of hanging out. Um, and I can't wait to get the book. I know. I did get a, an email saying mine shipped. I got one actually yesterday. Yeah, same thing. So I think I got it Friday. So it's coming. So yes. we'll have to have a book club about that. <laughs> um, I agree. It was very interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I watched it. 
um, you know, trying to really capture like what it was that about that relationship that was so special. And it, and it's like this intangible chemistry they have. Yes. That it's just kind of like they're, they're kindred spirits, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I was also really fascinated by the way Stephen broke down the process. I never really thought about it. I just right. think to go to a concert, the songs are good. You don't really right. think about all that goes into creating, writing the song mm-hmm. and, and orchestrating and arranging. And, and it just seems so effortless, but it was cool to hear his five principles or whatever right. he called it. Yes. And it was really, mm-hmm. really cool just to learn kind of some of the the behind the screen kind of, you know, like what happens when yeah. we're not paying attention. We just go and see a seamless concert. We right. don't realize how hard that is. So right. that was cool. We don't under, We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Exactly. And also it's, you know, all the years of, of, of craft, their craft, I found really interesting. I just found the whole thing very, I liked it. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. And I, and I also liked how he was very specific about the moment that he switched that, like he flipped that switch with the political stuff with going to East Berlin in 1980 and Checkpoint Charlie. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he was like, wait a second, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world besides, you know, this and us. Right. And I love that. Outside of Jersey. Outside of the band, you know? Right. Yeah. All right. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe a deep philosophical question. I love those. What do you think it is about Bruce's music that draws us to it and to him? You know, we talked about this prior to today, obviously, and and I've been thinking about this independent of this question for a while because Bruce does not have a classically trained voice. His mm-hmm. voice is very unique and not, you know, not that it's not good, but it's not traditional, you know, in terms of him being a songbird or something. Um, I think for me... He literally, when I was a kid and and even till today, because I feel like I'm aging along with him, obviously we're younger than him, but we're aging just like he's aging. Mm -hmm. It's like he's writing the music that speaks to me at that moment in my life. And he has captured feelings, deep, um, painful, interesting feelings that I have felt. And he finds the words to describe them in a way that I could never articulate them. And it's it's referenced in his lyrics. So for me, it's those lyrics. I mean, I love the music, don't get me wrong. And I love dancing to the songs. And I love, you know, jamming out to them. But it's really the lyrics that speak to me in such a personal way that it feels like he understands me. He understands mm-hmm. how I feel how I look at the world, the things that I've been through. It's its actually almost um, eerie that he, he captures it so well, the essence of humanity. Yes. So I agree with you completely about the lyrics. Um, but for me, uh, it, it's really the package. So as I mentioned, I had a rough summer. My dad passed away and... Um, And he had been in the hospital for basically the whole month of August. Mm -hmm. And I listened to a lot of Bruce. For me, Bruce always got me through hard times. Yeah. I've made some, and you know, I've made some really poor decisions in the past. (laughs) 
We all have. <laughs> and um, within those times, his music has been there for me. And um, yes, it's the songs, it's the words, but for me also it's the melody and the way the music makes me feel um, as well as what the words are saying to me. Um, and honestly, I cannot put my finger on it, mm -hmm. on what it is. Um, maybe someone else can better than you or I. Maybe there really is something substantial and something that makes sense. But to me, it just doesn't. To me, it just, that music is just out in the universe for the taking in whatever way we need it mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. But I think, and you're right, I agree with you, because I remember when my mom passed away, it was very um, therapeutic for me yes. to listen to certain songs. Mm -hmm. But I also think that unlike a lot of other musicians of his age and his era, because he's continued to tell stories and now he's telling stories from the perspective of an older person, right. we literally have grown with him. Absolutely. We're not listening to like Rolling Stone's Satisfaction. It's a great song, but it's it's from back then. Like what it, what are they feeling now? And he really has been able to communicate that throughout his entire adult life. Mm -hmm. And I Good think point. that's what resonates with us. Okay. I, anyway. I, yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of agree. So we talk about our favorite song <laughs> changes from day to day, month to month, year to year. So what's minute your favorite to song today? So uh, my favorite song today is Downbound Train. Um, just because of the, it's a song of loss. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's about the loss of, of specifically of a relationship, but just the whole vibe of it is really resonating with me right now. Mm -hmm. um, the Wrestler, just those really, those really dark, dark <laughs> sad songs are kind of resonating with me now. Talk to me in a couple of weeks and, you know, my head will be in a different place once I've right. dealt with all the stuff I need to deal yeah. with. Yeah. And um, yeah. So what about you? Ever since I saw him play at the 9-11 Memorial, I'll See You in My Dreams, mm -hmm. it's been haunting me and I keep listening to it. So right now I'm kind of like, that's my song. Again, it'll probably change in a right. week, a month, whatever. But right now that's that's my jam. Okay. So last season we started this thing based on an article that you found yeah. that then was deleted yes. or changed right. about the best song on each Bruce album and the most overlooked song. Right. And we went up to Human t um, Tunnel of Love. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about um, Human Touch and Lucky Town. Now, they came out on the same day. And they were recorded with, the, I'm using air quotes, the other band. Right. And the tour that followed is known as the other band tour. Right, right, right. So what's your favorite song or and most overlooked song on Human Touch? So just as a, a side note, I, I, I realized when we decided to talk about this that I definitely like Lucky Town better than Human Touch as an album. But that's beside the point. Mm -hmm. My favorite song on Human Touch, I think, is Roll of the Dice. There was a really, really good version of it that he did on MTV, Unplugged or Plugged. Quote, unquote, unplugged. Right, unplugged. right, right. <laughs> and um, that was, you know, that was right before the start of that tour. 
And in terms of underrated, I would say Man's Job, I think, is underrated. Mm, okay. And even a little bit Real World. Those are probably my underrated. Okay. What about you? So, um, I have Soul Driver. Mm-hmm. It really is my favorite. I really like that song. I like the moodiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, Overlooked, I have With Every Wish. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I re- So I re-listened to both of these albums this morning mm-hmm. because I knew we right. were going to talk about this. There are a lot of love songs mm-hmm. on these albums. Mm-hmm. Um, if I Should Fall Behind, My Beautiful Reward, Real Man, yep. Leap of Faith, Living yep. Proof, With Every Wish, Man's Job, I Wish I Were Blind. Wow. Well, this is like the transition from Julianne to Patty. So these are all the Patty, right, you the know, Patty, the, the, the right. new Patty love songs. It's like it's a new relationship and... It's all like, you know, roses and champagne, and it's still, you know, it's still early on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Lucky Town, favorite overlooked? Uh, I know it's a cliche, but I do love If I Should Fall Behind. It is a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song. Um, and I love the version, you know, where they would play it when they were on that tour. I'm not that tour. When they when the band got back together and they would take turns. Uh-huh. You know, that it, was from the live in New York. Yeah. So like Patty sang and Steven sang and Nils sang right. and Clarence sang. And it was just beautiful the way they did that. Overlooked, um, two things. One, Living Proof, I think, is an amazing song that I didn't appreciate when I was younger because I didn't have kids. And I and I, <laughs> and I totally get it now because okay. I, to me, it's, he's, he's writing this about his children or having children. And then also I was listening to this one today and I thought this is really un- overlooked and underrated is Local Hero. What a great song. What a great song. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. How about um, you? For me, I'm torn between, for my favorite, Better Days and Leap of Faith. Mm-hmm. I really like both of them. Me too. Overlooked, I, Souls of the Departed. I think that's a great song. We can see what kind of uh, place you're in. You're right. <laughs> That's okay. In a dark place. That's all right. You'll get there. I will. I will. Um, so we were going to talk today also about the album Chapter and Verse. It was released in 2016, right around the same time as the autobiography. This was the first time that fans got to hear recorded versions or released versions, I should say of the Castiles and mm-hmm. Steel Mill mm-hmm. after hearing about them literally for decades. Right. And like I said, the album came out right before the autobiography. What do you think about the album? So I have lots to say about this album because I also listened to this album this morning. I had nothing to do this morning but listen to Bruce. I see that. Phenomenal. Great way to spend the morning. I loved that we were hearing music before he was quote unquote Bruce. Right. Yes. We heard of Steel Mill and mm-hmm. we heard of the Castiles, but we never heard music from right. there. And I am a fan of old Bruce, like the first few albums, mm-hmm. the wordy Dylan esque stuff. So for me, like Henry Boy loved that. Mm -hmm. Then I also loved the harmonies and the guitar of He's Guilty and Ballad of Jesse James. That all reminds me of like the amazing 70s music, Zeppelin, The Who, Allman Brothers, and Baby Eye is very 50s-ish. Yep, yep. So I just kind of feel like this album is a journey um, of his music and his writing. Yep. And it's really a full journey from 
literally when he started to, I think this came out in 2016. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because the rest of the songs are, you know, growing. Are, there's one song from every album mm -hmm. up to um, up to Wrecking Ball. Yeah. Um, you know, growing up from Greetings, Sandy from The Wild and the Innocent, Born to Run. What I found interesting is that there is nothing from Human Touch. Yep. And there's nothing from Magic. And High Hopes, there's nothing from High Hopes. Right. So three albums that um, there's nothing on this album from, which was interesting. But I really... I just liked the whole progression and I loved hearing, you know, the Bruce that we never heard, that we heard of before, heard of, mm -hmm. but never heard the music of. Yeah. Before. That's what I liked about it. I honestly think that you covered it, dude. Like, <laughs> I have nothing else to say to add to that. You totally, like, you killed it. So let's move what? on to the next thing. <laughs> so recently I posted on the, uh, a poll on our Facebook page mm -hmm. for The Love of E Street and asked, which is the better love song, Tougher Than the Rest or All That Heaven Will Allow? So honestly, you know, in hindsight, now that I've listened to um, Human Touch and Lucky Town again, there are so many other songs that could have been on there. Yeah. But really, like, If I Should Fall Behind mm -hmm. really should, yeah. is a real contender. Yeah. But between the two, Tougher Than the Rest and All That Heaven Will Allow, what do you think? It's so hard because I, I love All That Heaven Will Allow, even though it's not a big song of his. Mm -hmm. I've always loved it since it first came out. But Tougher Than the Rest is just such a unique love song because it's not your traditional love song. Yep. He's basically saying, I'm not so great, but, you know, give it a shot, you know? Yeah. And whereas All That Heaven Will Allow is more idyllic and more romantic and more romanticized. So I love All That Heaven Will Allow, but I have to say Tougher Than the Rest is one of my favorites, too. So I, I abstain. I think they're both great. <laughs> it's too hard to choose. Do you have one? Well, so on our page... Yeah. Tougher than the rest one. Yeah. But I will admit that I voted for both. <laughs> I voted twice. Oh, cheater. I did cheat. But Tougher Than the Rest did win. And really, like, that's the song that should play every time I walk into a room. <laughs> I believe that. I agree with that. Absolutely. 100% agree with so that. So it's kind of like my song. It is your song. Um, yeah. So that, uh, that that's how I feel about that one. Yeah. So... All right. Well, season two has kicked se off. Right. First episode of season, season <laughs> two. <laughs> We're done with this one. And thank you for being here and for liking our podcast. Um, come join us on our Facebook, in our Facebook group for the love of E Street. We'd love to continue the conversation there. And of course, check out all the episodes of our podcast. We are on all the platforms. We are sponsored by Donna J Skincare, an all-natural anti-aging skincare company that believes your skincare should care for the health of your skin. Until next time, my friends from the swamps of Jersey. Bye-bye.